0: Hello and welcome to this message from the river. We hope that this message from Pastor Billy Pate inspires and challenges you towards a greater relationship with Jesus Christ. Now let's join Pastor Billy Pate for another exciting message. You say come to the
1: Thank you, Pastor. Thank you, River family. I had a sermon all prepared. I had a video. I had a slide to make a joke to Pastor. But I want to follow the Spirit in the room this morning. Amen? If you have a Bible, go ahead and turn to 1 Kings 18. And I believe in the story that there are many things we can take out. And I don't have notes in front of me. I'm just kind of winging it. But I feel like this is what God wants to say to his people this morning. But in 1 Kings 18, starting at verse 16, it's Elijah's time at Mount Carmel. And I love this story. And for those of you who don't know the story, I'm going to explain it to you. I'm going to paraphrase it. But there's 300 or so prophets of Baal and Elijah. And Elijah meets them on this mountain, and Elijah says, my God's a true God. And they say, no, our God's a true God. And they begin, Elijah has them build an altar, and Elijah says, ask your God to pour his fire out. And if your God pours fire out and burns up this altar, I'll accept that your God is the true God, Baal. And these prophets, they build this altar and they start doing things to it. And then the Bible tells us that they cry out to Baal for hours and hours and hours to the point that these prophets are cutting themselves. So their God would answer their cry. And then Elijah steps up to the plate. It's his turn. The altar's dug. He tells them to pour water on it. And these prophets are like, what are you doing? You're soaking in an altar that needs to burn. And the Bible tells us that Elijah, he calls on God and fire comes down and consumes everything. The water, the, the, the wood, the rocks, it consumes it all. And then Elijah pulls out his sword and kills every one of those prophets. Now, I don't know about you, but if God showed up and I was able to kill 300 false prophets, I'd be living pretty high, right? On cloud nine, God protects me, right? He has my back. And then if you continue on in this story, Elijah then finds out that the queen Jezebel, believe, Jezebel, she wants his head. She wants his life because he just killed all her prophets. In one moment, this man is standing on a mountainside. God shows his power, and he whips out his sword and kills every prophet and the next moment he's running for his life. Running for his life. He runs. See, church, I believe we live on mountains and valleys. I believe we have really, really good times with the Lord and we are excited and we're pumped and then the next day life life gets a hold of us reality happens and we find ourselves in a valley and that's not bad church that's not wrong to the extent of this prophet this man of god he was lying down he said god take me god kill me now i don't want to have anything else to do with you a man of god who just saw a miracle was saying god take my life i'm done So, who are we to complain and grumble? Who are we? The world tells us don't act like that. This man of God acted like that. He wanted to give it all up. And as you continue through the story, the Lord brings him food. And an angel comes to him and he says, Get up and eat. And he had bread. The angel of the Lord came back a second time and touched him and said, get up and eat for the journey is too much for you. So he got up and ate and drank, strengthened by that food. He traveled 40 days and 40 nights until he reached Horeb, the mountain of God. He fled to a cave. He fled to a cave. So many times I feel like as a people of God, we look we look for God in church. We look for God in worship. We look for God in, in healings and signs and wonders. And in the story, Elijah fled to this mountain. He was in a cave, and there says there was a great wind. And Elijah got up and went to the face of the cave, and he's like, God, is that you? As the rocks were shaking and the wind was moving, and God wasn't in it. And then it says there was a fire. He saw a fire and he went out and he looked and he said, God, is that you in the fire? And God wasn't in it. And then it tells us he was silent. And in the silence, Elijah heard from the Lord. Too many times, church family, too many times we look when we listen for God in the loudness in the loud times. And that's not wrong. God speaks in those times, don't get me wrong. But I believe we are not patient enough to sit in his presence and wait because God wants to speak to us in the silence. I live a life where I am on the go. My wife and I are in the car. We're in planes, Lord help us. We're always moving. But we have to find time to stop and let God speak to us in the silence. I firmly believe every one of us in here this morning. need a chance for God to speak to us in the silence. Don't get me wrong, you come to church because we do worship, we praise the Lord together. God wants that, it's community, it's fellowship. But showing up every Sunday and standing up and raising your hands for three or four songs and listening to a sermon and going home just to check it off a checklist doesn't allow God to speak to you. And I believe there's some of you in this morning who have been going through that for so long. You need a moment this morning for God to speak to you in His silence. You need a moment to be refreshed, renewed. But how do you get that when you're looking at your clock and you gotta, you're got you only going to be here an hour and a half and then you're going to go have lunch and spend the rest of your day? God wants us to stop and take a minute with Him, I believe, this morning. Church, if you're here this morning and you, just where you're at in your seat, we're not going to have people stand up, we're not going to have you move around, but just bow your head where you're at. I believe there's some of us in here this morning who we just need a moment with the Lord. Some of you in here this morning when, I know I told that story quick and I rushed it, but some of you in here, you, you were Elijah. You're either on a mountaintop because you just killed a bunch of prophets or you're running for your life because you're scared about what's going to come next. And God this morning wants to speak to you in the silence. Father God, examine our hearts right now, Lord. With everybody's heads bowed and eyes closed at your seat, I want you to think about this for a second. Think about where you're at. Because if you're running this morning, if you're running for your life, God's here. God's in this place, we already heard from him. If you're in here this morning and you say, I'm not Elijah, I just wanna fall over and die. I just want God to take me. I can't handle the thought of somebody out to get me. I can't handle the burdens of this world anymore. I can't. And it's okay, church family, to can't. It's okay. But if that's you, what God's telling me this morning is that this altar is the open mouth of that cave. And I want you to come down here this morning and allow God to speak to you. If you're in here and you say, "I, I need to hear God right now. I want you to get out of your seat and come down to this altar and allow God to spend a moment of quietness with you. Thank you. And I challenge you, if you're not headed for this altar, examine your heart this morning. Ask God what is it that's keeping you from doing what He's called you to do? you're at the altar praying, stay at the altar and pray. If you're sitting in your seats, look at me. Church, we're a family. We are a family in this place this morning. See, Elijah had angels come to him. And speak to him. And I'm not saying God can't send an angel, but I'm saying this morning you're the angel. And I challenge you today to check on the people in your circle, to check on your family. You're the angel, church. This world is going nowhere quick, amen. And we're the beacon of hope in it. And the only way your light can shine is if you take time in moments like this to allow God to fill you up. Thank you, Jesus. i mm-hmm. when the Lord talked to Elijah at the cave. He said, what are you doing here, Elijah? He replied, I have been zealous for the Lord God Almighty. The Israelites have rejected your covenant, tore down your altars, and put your prophets to death with the sword. I'm the only one left. And now they are trying to kill me too. The Lord said to him, go back the way you came. Go to the desert of Damascus. When you get there, anoint." Haziel, king over Aram. Also anoint Jehu, son of Nimshi, king over Israel. And he said, it anoint Elijah, son of Zapheth, from Abel, Mahola, to succeed you as a prophet. Jehu will put to death any who escape the sword of Hazael and Elijah will put to death any who escaped the sword of Jehu. When everything was set and down, the Lord said, go and anoint your successor. Church, God is calling us to anoint our successors. In English terms, not from the Bible. God is calling us to raise up the next generation for Him. No matter your age, no matter your wealth in life, no matter your circumstances, God wants us to raise up the next generation. And honestly, church, if we follow the biblical narrative, Elijah got a double anointing, and some would say he did far greater than Elijah. Who's going to succeed? Who's going to succeed for you? Who are you pouring into? Who are you allowing the opportunity to sit at your feet and love on? and show them what Christ's love truly is so they can carry it to the next. Simple challenge this morning, simple sermon. Not even a sermon, simple reading of the word. But a lot of meat there. God is calling us to quiet within ourselves and listen for him. And he's calling us to pour out into somebody else so that they can do far greater things than we could for the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen.
0: We hope you have enjoyed and been encouraged by this message. We'd love for you to join us at the river on Sunday mornings at 9.45 for Sunday school and at 10.30 for morning worship. We also provide our midweek service for all ages on Wednesdays at 17. If you would like to support the various ministries at the River, please go to our giving tab. We would love for you to visit us at 1110 South Preston Street, Burleson, Texas. And as always, we encourage you to come experience life with us at the River. Sure, you say come to